Welcome to God Talks with Joey Oswald. All right, welcome to this episode of God Talks. Today, I'm interviewing Eric Bussey, the one and only. Eric's a good friend of mine. I, I met him actually just last year, but it feels like we've been friends forever. Give him a round of applause. All right, Eric, give us a quick autobiography, like a quick two-minute autobiography. Try to keep it under two minutes. Ready? All right. Go. Yeah, you might have to cut me off. I have lived such a long life at 22 years old, but I was born December 7th, 1999 in Florence, Kentucky. My, uh, my dad is a minister. He was a youth minister at that point uh, when I was born, and uh, I was born to... Uh, uh, born to Tim and Jessica, and my dad ended up moving churches around 2001, uh, and he uh, actually lost his job, and uh, then we moved down to, to North Carolina from Indiana, and uh, again, still being a youth minister through all this, uh, and then we, I was in North Carolina from for about 17, 18 years, um, and that's where I've, I've, of course, I've spent most of my life. Um, I spent most of my life in Kernersville, North Carolina. I went to church uh, every week. I was uh, uh, just, you know, just living my best life uh, for for that for that time. And then I went to, to college in Knoxville for about two years. Um, and during that time, my parents moved up to Canton, Ohio, um, and I eventually quit school. And then through that. I uh, ended up getting a job even in the, the field that I was going to school for, but didn't graduate. And uh, I am a worship minister now in Cleveland, Ohio, at a church called Velocity. And uh, I've been here for coming up now in a year. So that's just a quick synopsis uh, about me. Dang, dude. You kept that under two minutes, a minute 30. Man. That's Ooh. unbelievable. I thought Ooh. I was going to have to cut you off for sure. Man. Close, close, close. All right. One thing that I love to ask people, regardless of whether you believe in God or not, uh, obviously, our, you already stated that you're a Christian, you're, you're a worship pastor, but um, I'd like you to give me a 60 second gospel. So give me your interpretation of the Chris, the Christian gospel and try to keep it under 60 seconds. I'm just super curious about just how differing beliefs in God and specifically differing beliefs among Christians impacts the gospel message and how it's received and portrayed to different people at different times. So go ahead and give me that 60 second gospel whenever you're ready. Yeah. Um, if I were to have to have only six seconds to say this, it would be super simple that I believe that uh, God uh, sent Jesus down uh, to die for my sin. Uh, and that was the sole purpose. And um, Jesus did in fact do that. And he fulfilled the promise uh, that God gave uh, to, to, uh, the humankind and Jesus came, died for my sin. Um, and during that time, uh, he baptized, he was baptized. So I believe, um, it's as simple as just believing that, uh, Jesus did that for me and that I just have to be baptized believing that. Um, and I think it's as simple, really as simple as that. Wow. Dang. Another incredible accomplishment with the time limit, only 40 seconds. You got it all in there. Some good stuff in there. 
a lot a lot of different directions we could go we talked about baptism and and other things but the next question and this will take up the bulk of the interview is do you believe in god and then why or why not so go ahead and answer that do i believe in god man it'd be really bad if i didn't um for (laughs) the job that i that i have currently uh Yes, as a as a worship pastor up here in Cleveland, um, that is my like entire life basically. It's my nine to five, but even beyond that, um, it's just a way of life. It's something that I firmly, truly believe. And you know, yeah, people would ask me uh, something like that, like, "Do you like? How do you believe in God? How? What around you can prove that you don't see God? You most of the, like." You never hear God. He doesn't just come down and say, Eric, go do this. I I personally, I mean, personally, I don't know if I've ever heard the voice of God. Um, but there's just a lot of things where people could go, man, how do you believe that um, that, that, that God exists? Um, and I think it's just super simple. When I walk outside, I see, I see grass. I see a beautiful sky. I firmly firmly when I walk outside think really genuinely think that I'm like man it's just there's just no other way in my in, in my eyes that something of this world could be made without uh without a divine uh without divine thought um put into it and um I mean a little bit about my story goes into why I believe in in God I, a lot too is um I had just quit school and I was going to school for worship ministry and I had quit school around the uh, December of 2020 going to 2021. I, uh, during that time, I, 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 I prayed, I was like, God, you know, I, I consistently prayed and said, God, if you have a worship opportunity, if you think that ministry is what I need to be going towards, um, then make something like show, show me a sign that that is what you want. And, you know, it could have been left at that. Maybe it was just, uh, by chance, maybe it was by that, but with me not having a degree, um, with me, um, only having prayer, honestly, that's all I had was prayer. Uh, I got an opportunity to do that. And it's just, I feel like that like I said, like I don't think I've heard the voice of God, but like to have a push um, into something like ministry is just, um, it's it's just it's just so hard to explain because it I don't I don't even know how to explain it. So that's that's how I like that's that's the quicker way of explaining how I believe in God, and I feel like I've had things in my life. Um, that have helped me uh, reach that thought. Um, and I mean, I was baptized at an earlier age, but I think that was the clearest moment in my life. Dang, man. That's awesome. That was really well put. There's a, like I said, there's a lot of different directions we could go, but I'm just wondering, how did you originally get these beliefs? I mean, you said your dad was a minister, was the Christian yeah. faith, something that you were just born into and, and you just 
adopted those beliefs? And when did you come to the conclusion on your own that, hey, man, this this Jesus guy he's the real deal, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's it's weird. Like a lot of kids that I've realized uh, that are that are pastors kids um a lot of them end up kind of straying away from the church uh kind of end up straying away from god um and not saying that i'm like perfect in any sort of way with that but a lot of that uh of of pastors kids and stuff i feel like are the ones that are that are quote unquote like uh the worst in a lot of, like i don't know the worst in a couple things but like I, I wouldn't say I'm lucky. I'm not, I wouldn't say any of that. I just, I think having a good home life being, uh, grew up in the church. Yes. But having a good home life uh, with my dad, having a relationship with him, having a relationship with my mother where they, I, I wouldn't say that they pushed anything on me, any, any beliefs or anything like that. It was, Hey, come to like, you got to go to church. And at least while you're under our roof, and even just going through that, um, it, it helped, helped solidify my faith, just going to, just going to like Sunday school and stuff. But also, um, also when I would, I would always want to go with my dad on, as he was a youth minister, I wanted to go with my dad on trips. Uh, he was, he was in middle school ministry for a while and he was in high school ministry after that. And I always wanted to go on trips with him because I thought it was just so cool uh, to get to see, uh, get to see him do that. And I think seeing that first, like before I got to high school and just seeing all that uh, firsthand was just, was definitely uh, something that, that helped me with my faith in a weird way. Cause yes, we're talking about God and stuff, but just seeing how ministry works in first person, um, it, it meant a lot to me. And uh, I mean, I got baptized when I was uh, about 10 years old, nine years old. Um, I know it's 2009. Um, I got baptized uh, at, a, at, at an early age, but at the at that age, I was asking questions. I was uh, I was curious about that, and then I just I again in my belief, if I believe, if anyone believes uh, that Jesus uh, is their Lord and Savior, then uh, just get then you get baptized. And at that age, I believed that, so I got baptized. Dang, that's awesome. That's incredible. So would you say that you originally adopted those beliefs because of your parents and then you eventually came to your own conclusion, like you had alluded to, that you've just seen God work so much in your life? And I mean, you see his His beauty and nature when you walk outside and, and you see the grass, but is it more from the personal experience of God actually working in your life and providing these ministry opportunities for you? that you came to ultimately put your full trust and your full faith into God. And it, yes, I think, I think it did. And then that gave me full trust and, and confidence in sharing that trust uh, with other people, sharing that, uh, sharing the gospel uh, with people that haven't heard it um, and knowing uh, that is what my job uh, on earth well it's, it's anyone's it's any it can be anyone it doesn't matter what you what your technical occupation is but um but giving but me especially giving me that full confidence 
yes, uh, having my parents push me that way helped. But again, I, I, I know a lot of, a lot of preacher's kids um, it, and where that just doesn't happen. So I think having, uh, it's just, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it was just a different, and maybe it was just the different way that I saw it um, and didn't ever feel like I was totally pushed into having to do it um, is maybe what helped. Wow. That's, that's super cool. You, you had mentioned that you're a worship pastor and you said that it would be really bad if you didn't believe in God, but that's a thing that we see. I mean, I wouldn't say often, but we do see it and you see these high profile names that are in Christian music and they end up leaving the faith. And why, why do you think that is? Why do you think that some people in, I mean, a lot of times it is those, uh, the musicians that end up leaving the faith, but, but why do you think that that happens? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I th- when when I see stuff like that, I mean, they're usually guys in bands and people that have toured, um, and a lot like a lot of stuff just happens in life. And um, and I think the big question that a lot of a lot of those people have is why do bad things happen to good people? Oh yeah. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of people can't explain that. Um, and they're like the first person to the first thing that gets thrown out, uh, be, because you have that question is, is God, honestly, you go, well, he can stop it. Why doesn't he? Yo, and, yeah. um, I always feel like that that is, is the thing that ends up driving people out. I mean, I've not looked in, in depth into anything like that, but if I had to, if I had to take a guess, that would be, that would be mine. So what would your reply be to the problem of evil? Cause like you said, that is a huge obstacle for a lot of people. They say, if there is this good God, then why is there so much evil in the world? And what would you say to that? I mean, it, it never says in the Bible that it, it's going to be easy in life. It's, it says nothing there. And, um, and it says all throughout the book that God is a loving and compassionate God. And it's, it says, uh, says too that, um, that there is a, that there is a paradise waiting for you. And, um, it's just, uh, the world has just been corrupted, uh, by evil. I mean, what happened a couple of days ago, uh, or maybe today or yesterday, um, was, uh, was that huge shooting and it was devastating to see and read and you go why does something like that happen to 10 10 children something like that something really more than it should ever be and um you 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 have those thoughts of why does that happen and but then you but then you know reading the book that that it's not something that that makes like makes god happy um and uh it's just, it's a very, like, it's a very big thing, but there's stuff that happens in the Bible uh, with different characters. Right now, our church is going through uh, uh, the story of Joseph, uh, the one with many, the coat of many colors, where uh, he was uh, thrown into, uh, or he was sold by his brothers, and then he got into a nice uh, place of power. He was accused of rape by uh, his boss's uh, wife. And then he was thrown in jail for many years and uh, uh, he got, he 
eventually after many years got out. And so it doesn't say ever in the Bible um, that, that tough things don't happen, that bad things don't happen. And I mean, we see it day in, day out, the bad things happen. Um, but it's just knowing the trust that, uh, that there is, is good coming uh, if paradise and um, it's just knowing that that's not what, what God had desired and planned when he had first made the world. Yeah. Oh, I think that's really awesome. The, the story of Joseph is incredible, especially for people who are going through, through tough times. I mean, the whole story is just amazing and, and how yeah. God used those tragedies. You know, he even says it in there, what you planned for evil, God used for good. And so I think we can mm-hmm. see that a lot throughout the world. But you've mentioned that you were forced to go to church up until a certain age. And I was just wondering, you know, a lot of people are forced to go to church and they leave the church. So what kept you in it when you got to decide for yourself whether or not to go? Yeah, I don't know. I, I know uh, my best friends that I have in, in, in my life. I mean, my friends in Kernersville, um, I are the only ones I really, keep, I don't really keep a school friend. So I have my I have my really good friends that I lean on in Kernersville. And then when I moved up to Canada, I had, I had you, Riley, Jacob Riley. Um, I had, I had you guys. It feels like, it just feels like personally that God has blessed me with people in my life through the church. I mean, my girlfriend I have, I met through at my church that I'm at now. It just feels like God has placed people in my life and that has helped me like, yeah, I was like, it was technically forced uh, to go to church, but I, I think knowing I had those, uh, the people in my life uh, to go to, I had a lot of, I just personally had a lot of fun, which had me going back for a long time. And then finally realizing why I did it, um, just helped it. And, you know, saying like talking it out loud, I, I can't believe that I I'm in ministry now. It's, it's just rare for a, a second generation uh, pastor. It's just, I don't think it's super common. So yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's just weird. Yeah. It's definitely rare. That's for sure. And I don't know why it's, it's so rare. I mean, part of it's how much harm that the church has done as a whole and, yeah. and how it's portrayed through the media and, I think that's why we get this huge divide between believers and non-believers. And that's one thing that I made this channel for is to say, Hey, there is a lot of common ground between people who, who believe in God and people who don't. And so I think that's really cool that, that you mentioned that, but you had also yeah, mentioned yeah. that you see God through the beauty in the world. You mentioned walking outside and just seeing the grass and the trees and his beautiful creation and how it all points to God. And so is that where you feel like you feel God the most is in nature. I think I feel the feel God the most in nature. And then most recently when I, when I do worship at our church and uh, you know, the, the people at our church, um, our church was, is kind of, uh, is a plant church. And it was and the whole basis of it was, uh, uh, for the non-believer it's it is geared fully towards the non-believer the church you're at um, now yes yes okay. uh the the church is fully uh, that that was, is what it was made for our sermons reflect that because 
we, we, we go with the funnel where we have a, it, every sermon starts with a story that relates to the sermon. And then we stick only in the text that we're in to make it as simple as possible. So anyone, uh, anyone coming in can understand. Um, so like with our songs, the songs that I choose, I choose ones that are more simple in what they're trying to convey what the most are modern songs they are modern songs but they convey that anyways so the people that i meet on on any given sunday are just are like in some of the stories that i've heard are just just incredible um i think off the top of my head we had a, we had a lady at our church um and she was on stage actually telling her story and there was multiple times she's been to jail and was addicted to, to crack cocaine, just just crazy stuff like that. And then she, just by chance, was given a Bible by one of the inmates, inmates at one of her jails. And um, and now she's been baptized uh, for a couple years, and she's been sober for about 13 years. And just crazy stories that I just I just don't know how they happen without without a, a divine intervention. So it's um, I think seeing stuff like that in the church has made and, and yeah, like when you go outside uh, and, and you see that and I live right near the beach. So I go to the beach and I just go, I don't, I don't see how this could be made without like, without just intentional thought put into it. Um, those are the two biggest things, at least to me. Wow. That's awesome. That is super cool. So you're saying it has to be more than just a coincidence. You said there has to be something beyond just right here for all these things to align perfectly. I I think so. Uh, I personally do think so. All right. My next question is you've already stated your beliefs and how you came to that conclusion through personal experience and, and other things, but with your beliefs being stated, what is your goal in life here on earth i mean uh it's it says it, it says it in uh the great commission to go and make fishers of men so i think that's that's my ultimate goal it's great to get music to do music um and and get volunteers it's it's totally great to do that but the biggest goal through that is is speaking uh what i believe is to be the truth and um and, and that's the truth that Jesus came down to die for our sins. And um, so long you believe that, uh, that's, that's all you need to know. Um, and so I think that's the ultimate, my ultimate goal is to just, is to just tell that truth uh, to as many people uh, as I know, and, and as I get to meet. So your ultimate goal is just to spread that good news of Jesus Christ that you've come to know and, and seen him work in your life. Yeah. Yep. Dang, that's awesome. So you being forced to go to church ended up working out for you. Um, when you have a wife and kids of your own, will you do the same thing with them? I think so, but I think it's so much more than that, um, than just having them go to church. Um, I think it's, it's, uh, just the relationship that you have with your kids, um, and, and where you spend time with them and you're not spending all your time at, at work, um, spending all your time at do it, like doing different things where you're too busy, where you, where you, 
or they think that you're too busy for them. Um, because I think that's ultimately what helped was having a good relationship in particular with my father, uh, especially because he's the one that for most of my life worked eventually my mom did, but, um, but he's, he's in, in seeing how he balanced the two, uh, ministry, which is a nine to five, but then every other hour and then, uh, his home life, uh, man, I hope he doesn't listen to this, but he'll get, he'll get such a large head out of this. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, he will. Um, no, I'm kidding. So it, it, it's just, just balancing. It, it's, it's, I mean, that's the fun part of it is, 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 is how can you, how can you be a good father? How can you uh, teach the gospel while being a good father? So it's, uh it's that's the cool thing and i think if you do it right it you have a good chance i mean i think me and my sisters are all at church and and serve so i think that they they did do well dang that's awesome i like how you expanded on that because so many people think if you just put your kids in church they're going to turn out right but you said no it's more than actually just going to church it's actually living out the gospel which is something that you said your your parents did for you and so i think that's really cool that you expanded on that Uh, another question that i like to ask people is what do you think the or what how would you explain the big bang theory and i like to ask this because both christians and atheists or both believers and non-believers use the big bang theory to either support or both of them use it to support their view. They just use it in, in different ways. And, and we're taught it in school, but it's just cool to get people's perspective on, on what their interpretation of it actually is. So what is the Big Bang Theory? Oh, gosh. I have to go back to, like, grade school or <laughs> high school, if I'm being honest. Uh, I mean, I I just know that it's uh, it was uh, – it's in the thought of a lot of uh, more scientists, uh, uh, more atheists, I'd say, um, where they believe uh, uh, that uh, like atoms just all came together out of nowhere, where the earth, where there was nothing and all these things came together and exploded into, in, into what we know as stars, sun all uh all the planets and um yeah i think i think that's 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 it that's uh i i uh, i honestly haven't (laughs) really done much research on it nor uh have i heard much about it uh through uh except through grade school but i guess i can tell you how i believe the earth was created yeah so do you think that theory the big bang theory aligns with the creation account in genesis um personally no if if you're reading the bible it says pretty pretty clear uh that god said for uh things to to come into existence and uh i think the big problem uh that many people have is uh the fact that if you were to carbon date something that uh you go, oh, well, this is billions of years old. Um, and 
I was talking to someone about that and uh let's uh uh and, and I and he had a really good answer that has made me kind of shift even that kind of how I believe um is that uh uh that God, when God created man he created man at 20 years old let's say it doesn't give an explicit age of Adam but he made man 20 years old who's to say he didn't make the earth uh, at a certain age um where if you were to carbon date it uh it would be it would be uh 20 billion years old i don't know i don't i don't know where where we're at um but uh uh so i thought that was a really cool kind of maybe and it made it made a lot of sense in, in my head but i believe that god uh created the earth in seven days um the seventh day uh being him resting and uh i think i i that's that's thinking and yeah i see that's cool so you're kind of saying that god created the earth but that doesn't mean that mankind is that old is that what you're saying i don't i don't th- i i personally believe in a young earth um but i i mean the, i so I guess like if I'm going through the Bible, it would be six to 7,000 years old, but personally, it doesn't really matter it, in the long, in the long run, you're not trying to baptize people to believe how old the earth is. And I know that's not where you're trying to get to. Right. Um, yeah. But, no, that's uh, cool that you yeah. clarified that though, because that's not um, your goal. You're not here for, for debates no. over the creation no. or you're here just to tell people the good news, man. No, if you awesome. believe the earth is 7 billion years old, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter <laughs> to me um, because yeah, I, it does it doesn't, I don't do, I believe that <laughs> instead of, I believe that Jesus is a Christ, I don't say, I believe the earth is 7 billion years old. I don't know. Right. Um, so I, um, so I, I, I just, I, I, uh, that's just what I believe. But I, if I go to heaven, I find out the earth is actually 7 billion years old. I go, sweet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Wow. And then going off that, another question I like to ask people is, do you think that all religions lead to the same God? Uh, I don't think so. If you're including, I think all religions in the, like the Protestant, uh, if we're going like, like really like just religious terms, uh, like in the Protestant, uh, in the Protestant uh, churches, do uh, even though they may have different beliefs and weird different things, like Baptist and Methodist have like very small like like differences and whatever. Um, but I think it, it's pretty clear that Jewish people don't uh, have uh, like the beliefs uh very same beliefs i i don't like muslims don't i i just to just make an answer short is i don't think so um especially with like somebody mormonism has has like just totally different beliefs uh in in my eyes so i will say that the answer is no um and i can see a lot where a lot of them root themselves maybe in in a different religion sort of uh to explain that uh like muslim uh they believe that abraham instead of 
killing uh or accidentally he was gonna kill like uh kill isaac like taking him up to the mountain he took up uh ishmael and uh that's uh that's that the muslim people are the chosen people um so they do have like a common uh like belief and then muhammad and you know all that stuff so uh so the, in the rambling no i don't think so but there's so much more answer that could kind of be in that all right eric one other question that i love to ask people is what their morning routine is throughout the years i've i've always asked people this and when you hear about successful people having these super structured morning routines and and then you also know that successful people have very unstructured morning routines and they get up whenever they want i just think it's interesting to hear how people go about their morning and how they start their day so so what's your morning routine uh well mine's gonna not be very good it's really lame actually so i to to leave to get to my i have to leave my house at 8 30 a.m um and so so i set my alarm for 753 and then i will snooze after waking up at 753 until about 8 11 it's just it's just funny to hear <laughs> and then i get out of bed put on clothes brush my teeth put on deodorant and then i go it's very very nonchalant um I don't usually make my bed. I usually eat breakfast. I don't do my uh, devotional until uh, I get to church. So I, you know, I it is very uneventful. Uh, That's hilarious. On my car drive, I listen to Cleveland Browns daily to catch up on the Cleveland Browns. So, yeah. <laughs> You're a big Cleveland Browns fan. I am. Yes, and That's I am, so funny. I was really just giving... sad. Yeah, I was just giving Autumn a hard time for because she always hits snooze. And I'm just like, come on, if you know you have to be up at a certain time, just get up at that time. But hey, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. So it's it's what I've been doing. Whether it's the best, it's probably not. It's definitely not, but hey, I love it. I love the honesty. That's what I'm after. Honestly. I just want to hear how people live their lives, what they do, but so this is my, my final question. I love to ask people also what advice they would give to me on, on how to live my best life. So go ahead and give it to me, Eric. Oh gosh. You want advice from me? I don't, I do. I don't, I don't know. I, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, it's just to, and I, I think you're, you're already this way. You have a podcast about it, but to be, very unabashed in your, uh, in your belief. Uh, cause I know what you believe, um, to, but to be unabashed in that and to be telling anyone and everyone and to not be, to not be nervous about that. Cause, uh, even though I'm a technically a minister, I get paid to be one. I <laughs> also am called to be that just as a person. Uh, I mean, again, uh, we're called to be fishes and men, um, just to be unabashed and, 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 in doing that and with that um uh also uh, be, because this is something i've had to learn is to is to have to refill my to refill my cup you can't do all that with an empty cup and to do that you're doing devotions and uh 
refilling your cup at all times because it, that well is going to run dry and you're going to burn out um, because even in nine, 10 months of working in ministry, it's easy to see why someone could burn out uh, and why someone would lose the faith because they just go, I'm tired and this isn't fun. So wow. and all that jumble, that's maybe some advice for you. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful advice from a very wise person. Eric, it's been yeah, right. awesome. Yeah. It's been awesome talking with you. Do you have any final remarks, something that we haven't covered that you want to get out or, or just anything that you want to say? Man. No, I really, <laughs> I was thinking for a second. No, no, I, th- I, it's, for you and me, this is like less laughing than the normal in a conversation. So it's kind of weird. We're, That's funny. We're being so serious. Yeah, we love usually, to be serious in a funny way. Usually, I'm I'm laughing at you, not with you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Usually we always have a good time. Usually, we're sitting and watching a funny movie, TV show, or playing cards. It's kind of That's seems true. to be that. Now I'm getting straight we've all to moved it. away. I'm getting straight yeah, to your beliefs right here, away. and I love it. Yeah. I appreciate it. I'm super happy to have been on. Thanks, man. I appreciate your honesty and, and I love it, man. So thanks for coming on to God talks. It was my pleasure. Thank you, Eric Bussey. Thank you for listening to God talks with Joey Oswald.